Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. We hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue this series of overrated actors over the age of 50. I highly recommend you check out part one, where each of us gave our number 10 through number six. And today, we're going to do the top five most overrated actors and actresses. I also recommend that you go through the back catalog and check out the two-part series we did on overrated actors under the age of, I believe it was 70, but really most of the people mentioned, I think maybe were 58 and, and younger. And also check out the two-part series on underrated actors in Hollywood today. So as usual on these lists, I don't know Mays. She does not know mine. So we're just going to get going. May, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Now, I mentioned in the first episode that I am not going to mention any of the Emperor Has No Clothes people that I've already done. If you're new to the channel, scroll through. I have a series. I don't know. By the time this comes out, there's at least 10 of actors and actresses that I think are so overrated that everybody thinks is great. So out of contention from this list that I'm doing with May is are a lot of well-known actors and actresses over the age of 50. So out of contention, I cannot include J-Lo, who honestly I'd put number one, Paul Tro, Tom Hanks, Jason Bateman, Paul Rudd, and Reese Witherspoon. So I cannot mention them again because I don't want to be repetitive. And I think there's enough overrated actors that are well-known over the age of 50 where I could come up with a fresh list of 10. And we are, right. we're not going to mention who we did in the first episode because we want you to go listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to start with number five. May, you start. Ladies first. Okay. Well, my number five is going to be controversial because a lot of people like him. But controversy. His name is Mark Ruffalo. Oh. And right. Go ahead. I just can't stand him in the MCU movies as the Hulk. Um, he's just very dry, very bland, has no personality. And even in his other movies, too, when he was considered somewhat successful, um, I think he was in a movie with Laura Linney. He played brother and sisters with her. You can count um, on me, the Kenneth Lonergan movie. He does movies like every, what, 10 years? Yeah, I, I, he's just flat. He's a flat actor for me. He has no personality. And I, I just think he's totally overrated. I would agree. I think like he's most known for... I mean, Spotlight, I suppose. And mm -hmm. he was the love interest in 13 going on 30. But he's bland, he's boring, and he's unattractive. And I don't know why <laughs> the love him. And I have an episode, which I think is going to come out around this time. I already recorded it in, in May about how, how Mark, it's something like Mark Ruffalo went from indie darling to Marvel horror or something like that. And how yeah, this guy had a career and then just turn into this the hulk for the rest of his career it's just no yeah and I, I don't think he's particularly unattractive i think he's okay looking but i just think he's so boring he's so bland, bland. But, yeah exactly he's yeah. Bland. They, so knew, he's, they knew that's his overacting in spotlight 
Yeah. They had it from. Uh, just went up. Okay. Mm-hmm. My number five. I don't. You know. I don't think that's controversial. I think. I. I. Well, I don't know. We're, we're talking to the echo, the echo, the echo chamber here. So I don't know if that was controversial. This one might be controversial. George Clooney. Now here's my take on Clooney. At his peak, which would be out of sight. Oh brother, where art thou? Oceans series. Charismatic, no doubt, good looking. I remember, you remember May in college? We went to college together, if you guys don't know. The Caesar haircut that he fashioned in ER was very popular. And I, you might not remember this, May. You're like, Gregory, you should do a Caesar haircut like Clooney in ER. Really? <laughs> yeah, the, Caesar, the Caesar haircut's like Julius Caesar, you know, you comb it forward. You guys know right. what it looks like. So Clooney, I'm not saying doesn't have talent. That's why he's not number one here. But he he's a one-trick pony in that he's he's got the charisma, but no range. Look at all of his movies. He's the same. He can't do, of course, the British accent, like I always say is my litmus test. But he's just the 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 the, the, the suave dude. And he he is Clooney in every movie. If you listen to his interviews, there's no difference between his his interview, his actual persona, and ninety percent of the personas that he does in his movies. For every Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which is a Cohen you know, Cohen classic, most of his movies, whether it be Syriana, whether it be Out of Sight, whether it be uh, what's the one that he wins the Academy Award for? The one with Tilda Swinton, where he's like the closer. Uh, it's escaping me. I'll look it up like when it's your turn. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do know that he's in a couple movies with leading ladies like Anna Kendrick. Oh, up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, up in the air. And and he's okay in that. Yeah. He's, okay. um, he's, he's also in a bunch of Coen Brothers films besides uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's also in the movie with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. And he has some good cruelty. Yeah, intolerable. Yeah. Cruelty. Good movie. But I just, I think he's overrated, too. I think that he's a terrible, he will always be known as the worst Batman ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I he's, he's overrated. And, and I think he's past his prime, too, if we can sure. go back to that other topic, too. So, so yeah. it was Michael Clayton. That was the one he got the Academy Award. And, and look, I think he's overrated as a director, too. I think he's, he, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's good for us that he's spending more time directing, because he's just he's the same in every movie he just did that destination wedding movie i don't know if you saw it with julia roberts where they're oh my gosh i, I would not ever touch that movie yeah. it, it's worth watching just to see them reunite after doing oceans and the movie's not that good and again it reminds you that when clooney can turn it on he's pretty good but overall he's a one-trick pony with limited talent okay who's your number four and, but yeah, he was decent in Facts of Life. Okay, yeah. we're gonna go. Back. But he had the um, horrible hair. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, number four is Jeremy Renner. His career okay. ended up going nowhere when he did Nighthawk in the MCU movies. Um, he was okay, I guess, in Hurt Locker, and he was okay in the Born I Born films, I believe. Yeah. But he really he doesn't have. A whole lot of range and, and he really has no personality too just like mark ruffalo that's why those two characters really aren't good um i would in say the mcu series 
So oh, we see that your take here is, would be more controversial than the Ruffalo because I think when people think of Renner, his iconic performance is the town, the Ben Affleck burglary robbery. Oh yeah, I forgot He's about the town. Uh, He's good in that, but you're right. I mean, I've seen him in The Immigrant. I've seen him in Hurt Locker. I've seen him in the Mission Impossible movies, in Born yeah. movies. And I think this is the ultimate test that you're right, is that they were going to hand M.I. to him, and they were going to hand hand him the Born series, and, and they, they changed their minds. They changed their minds. <laughs> Right, because you know what? He's also not much of a leading man. He doesn't no. have any charisma, really. And he he can't have a romantic lead with him, hardly. Yeah, I agree. Um, Very good take. I didn't even think about Renner. Um, but aside from the town, um, I think that, yeah, exactly. He, he's very limited. And I think his career in the last four or five years have demonstrated that. He's doing television. He was in that horrible accident uh, at the Longo. So, you know, may, may he convalesce well i mean like to see him right back. but why did he have to document it on instagram i mean <laughs> i mean i felt bad for him for his and fans he, babe for his fans <laughs> but he, he made everybody see how badly he was hurt i guess well, i don't have a problem so, with that i, I do hope he, he recuperates well and so forth but i, I agree yeah. with you. my number four angelina jolie now you know how i feel about the jolie the Joe Lee <laughs> is a wacko, psycho, vindictive, cluster B personality woman. And this was all demonstrated even before uh, her relationship with Brad Pitt. But when she was with Billy Bob, she demonstrated this. And I, I have an ongoing series here, man. I, I know May listens to every episode we do, but I have a series called, uh, on cheating scandals. And when... Billy Bob was with Laura Dern. He, she went off to do a movie. And then when, at that point, he just met Angelina Jolie, had an affair with her. And when Laura Dern came back, he kicked her out of her house and ghosted her. And they've not spoken for 20 years. And they were engaged, right? So this gives you an idea kind of the way Jolie is. And then, you know, the whole vials of blood and the blood packs and all these crazy things that she did. But in terms of her talent, Girl interrupted, she's not acting. That is her. She's a psycho whack job. So well, I read that she's a real cutter. That she is a real cutter. So yeah, there I, you I go, agree. Right? There you go. Oh. And then name me a movie that she's good in. Tomb Raider, eh. You know, what? eh. She's uh, good in the movie where she plays, um, I think, the journalist eh. wife who dies. The journalist who dies. Pearl. Yeah, Daniel, yeah Pearl. Daniel Pearl, right? I think she's yeah. okay. Okay, Wanted, eh, The Tourist, Johnny Depp, not a good movie. When she's uh, the, the queen in a Maleficent, and eh. you know, it's just, no. I You know how I feel, and maybe this is one of those blind spots where we all have for actors and actresses, and of course, you know, you you have some, or anytime I attack your two top guys, I just can't yeah. stand this woman. I think she's okay. Well, you know what? I think she's not overrated, but just rated. I think now she's out of Hollywood. Nobody really cares about her anymore. Why do you think she's out of Hollywood? Because she can't get roles. Because Yeah, I guess. And she's just concentrating on her brood, her six kids. That's the cover. That's the cover. See, like Amber Heard fled to Spain because she has been ostracized from Hollywood after Mm -hmm. everybody realizes she's another cluster B personality white job. 
Angela Jolie can say she's watching her kids, but her youngest kids now are middle middle aged teenagers, middle teenagers. Kind of, yes. She can't get roles because nobody wants to hire her because everybody hates her. Yeah, but you know she's beautiful, and she's she's also the progeny of John Boyd. There, so. and she's she's in her mid forties, and her looks have, have waned. Yeah, but she's still beautiful. I think. All right, you I, you be an apologist for the crazy lady that's Jolie. All right, you 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 do that, May. Who's your number three? Okay, well, this guy he's not really been in movies. He's more of a TV guy. Is that all right? You do whoever you want. Okay, well, I wanted to do Matt LeBlanc because I don't know why this guy gets. Whoa, oh, no, why no. is he getting TV shows even today? Uh, you do. Um, he was never really that funny in Friends, and I would actually throw in Matthew Perry too. This is the two Matthews. Um, I just can't stand those two guys. What and about Matthew Perry Schwimmer is very, fun? very. Matthew Perry is so ungracious. He made comments about Keanu Reeves in his autobiography saying, why does this guy get, you know, why does this guy get a life? You know, why is he living, basically? I mean, he makes really uncouth comments about other people, but he's since uh, taken it back because it was, there was so much backlash about it. But yeah, anyways, I just don't, I can't stand those two guys. And and they they're still doing things. They're still trying to be relevant. Okay. Or not. So Matthew Perry wrote that stuff as clickbait. Same thing about him dating Julia Roberts. A lot of that was clickbait because he wanted to talk about his addictions and all those. Well, things. also not only that, but also um, what's his name? Um, uh, the Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen's wife. He, he commented about how he was kissing his wife right in front of him, basically because he was on drugs or something. Eddie Van Halen was on drugs. Well, Matthew Perry is not going to have a career. I mean, he, the guy's had drug addiction problems, and he mm -hmm. yeah, don't worry about him having a career. If you want to look at like LeBlanc and Matthew Perry's film career, I think certainly you could say that Matthew Perry had more success. He did uh, my the whole nine yards. He did the whole 10 yards, Fool's Russian. So there was a time in, in the late 90s. He did. He, he was okay in that with Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing Chandler. You know, he's 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 doing the Chandler sarcasm. But those two guys are so annoying. I just can't. Ugh. I can't stand them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. My number three is Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark oh, Wahlberg. yeah, for sure. Wahlberg, look, I know how you feel about P.T. Anderson. I think Boogie Nights is a masterpiece. I know how you feel. Don't vomit. And the question about him is everybody, I think people our age, you know, he was a rapper, the brother of Donnie Wahlberg for New Kids on the, on the Block. And as Dirk Diggler, when you watch that movie, it's either like he's doing a masterclass in acting because Dirk Diggler is a complete moron, right? He's a complete dolt. Or Wahlberg is just being Wahlberg. And then later in his career, you look at, I mean, the, the dude does crank out a lot of movies for sure, back in, when he was at his peak. But let's say like Ted, for example, uh, you look at all the movies that kind of take place in Boston that he did. Uh, they're all kind of the same. And then all the action movies he's done on Netflix for all the paychecks that he's made there. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of talent. I will say in The Departed, I think he's he's pretty funny. You know, he's, he's like Alec Baldwin's little scrappy lieutenant, and mm -hmm. I think he is. He's got he's got some comic talent, 
But I think given the amount of money he's made and the amount of movies he's made, he is like some other people we've mentioned and maybe we'll mention here again, who certain a certain demographic like him, but he, he has yes. no talent. But as long as he can open movies, people are gonna go watch him and Hollywood's still gonna give him roles. Now, recently, he's kind of come back to his Catholic faith. He did Father Stu, which he fundraised on his own, kind of like Passion of the Christ with Gibson that Hollywood didn't want to give him money because it was an overtly religious movie. The movie didn't do well. And he's recently moved to Las Vegas with his family. He's got a big family. And he's admitted he's going to do family films and so forth. Right. Which I think it's great. We need more family films. I don't have a problem with it. But Wahlberg is overrated. He's got exceedingly limited range. Yes, he's, he's overrated. He has no talent, not really that much at all. Maybe a little bit of comedic chops. But he's a former thug, basically, a former gang member. And um, he's he was a racist, really. He, he, he went and after this Vietnamese man back in uh, Boston, I believe, and he's still, you know, to this day, he's, he's trying to pay him money, I think, to, to make up for what he and his gang did to him. Um, but now I'm not going to go into that much more, but anyways, as far as his being so great in P.T. Anderson's film, yeah, he was okay, but you know what, that, that film reminds me a little bit of, uh, John Travolta, actually, in Staying Alive. No, Travolta had talent, though, when he was young. Yeah, Travolta's very good, and I think Staying Alive is an iconic film, of course. Um, but yeah, Saturday Night Fever, not Staying Alive, because the sequel, Staying Alive, is pretty awful. You're talking about Saturday Night Fever. Oh yeah, Saturday Night Fever, right. That that is an iconic film. And I, I kind of kind of uh, look at the two together and I think John Travolta is much better than Mark Wahlberg in the, in that role. Well, um, but as far as like PT Anderson, oh my gosh, we should, we need to do a PT Anderson director series thing with him comparing him to Anderson versus versus Anderson West versus Paul Thomas oh yeah that'd be awesome because I really <laughs> both of those we, we just like well, <laughs> okay maybe a future episode let's stay on task so Wahlberg but, I like him I like him in the other guys the comedy it is with with uh Will Ferrell where they're both stupid detectives so he does have some comedic chops but as a whole I think he's way overrated what what is what is the film where he's with the little teddy bear Ted Ted, that's that's actually a funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's your number two? Uh oh my gosh, my number two is Patricia Arquette. Um, oh, yeah, we're going deep dive, deep dive. Not even a well-known actress. Okay. Well, you know what? She was well-known. She was. She had a great beginning in True Romance, and then right. she just flopped. Like when she did her her series, her TV series, Medium. She just does the same old shtick, you know. I'm going to be monotone, you know, throughout my movies and not have any emotion or have, you know, just be stoic. And you know, that that's all boyhood. she does. She's the same in Boyhood. You're right. She she's got one gear. One year? One gear. Oh, one gear. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. And she's just a one note wonder i don't know how she's been able to to hypnotize or mesmerize hollywood fans into thinking well, that she's a great actress because she does actually have an oscar nomination too so for boyhood um, yeah 
Yeah, and an Emmy. She has Emmy wins for that medium. Well, I, think like, I, I think that's a deep dive. I think that I don't think she's she's talented, but since she's not like a well-known actress. Um, she was. I wouldn't say she's getting a lot of roles. I mean, she, what, is she like in her 50s now? Yeah, but I, I could swear she probably does some kind of TV show now. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not sure. That's good. My oh, number yes. two, my number, my but yeah, it's a deep dive, wow. but I wanted to bring her out because, yeah, call her out for her monotone crap. So, yeah. Okay. My yeah. number two is The Rock. I don't think I need to spend <laughs> a lot of time on Dwayne Johnson here. Uh -huh. I think pretty much we all agree the guy's got limited range and, you know, he came out of wrestling. I wanted to take a quick break to let you know about other content here. Yeah, so who is your Eclectico number? Gregorio channel. So Cinema Rag, of course, is the newest of the feeds here. The oldest is Confessions of an Obese Child, where I talk about what it was like to grow up overweight and losing the weight and keeping it off for 30 plus years. So if you have a history with disordered eating, binge eating, traumatic childhood, that is a feed that might be great for you. I interview other people that were overweight and struggling with disordered eating when they were children as well. And that feed's been around since 2017. Another one in the Eclectico Gregorio series is The Awakened Man. This series has been around since April 2017 and we have over 400 episodes. Most of the episodes here are gonna deal with medical stuff, medical cover-ups, toxins in the food, how to clean up your life, how to clean up your diet and so forth, biohacks, fasting, cryotherapy, dry sauna, and we interview different experts in the field. And the last feed in the Eclectical Gregorio series is the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. And this is a series that started also in 2017, which originally was an essential oils feed. And there's over 65 essential oils that are covered there, like the benefits of them and so forth. And later I morphed it into overall female health. So if any of you are female and want to learn about holistic naturopathic ways to improve your life, go check out that feed. And those are the four feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Now back to me. And he's really good in certain types of roles, which is mostly action or mm -hmm. he just got to kind of do that, that dumb. You know what? I think I mentioned The Rock in the previous episode because you brought up the Scorpion King. Yeah. So I'm going to do a quick pivot and I'll come up with another number one. Okay. So my number one, and I'll come up with another number two while after I do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't want you to. Want me, you want me to go next. Now, why don't you go next and I'll come up with a number two on the honorable mention. Okay. Well, my number one is Diane Keaton. Oh, hot take. I've, I've never liked her really that much. Even when Ooh. she was playing um, Warren Beatty's love interest and in Red's or playing Jack Nicholson's or whatnot. You know, she's always been paired with the greatest looking guys, but she just doesn't do much for me. She's with Woody Allen for several years. They, and they all fall in love with her for some reason. And then she's in Something's Gotta Give, which is her last big movie, I think, with Jack Nicholson. And hey, she just, I just did don't book, see, book I don't, Club. I don't see her appeal. I just don't. She just did Book Club number two. That came out with, it's got her, Fonda, Steenbergen, Steenbergen and uh, Candace Bergen. So she's oh, okay. some films. But I, I would say Something's Gotta Give. That, that's a Nancy Myers movie. And the, the plot of Keanu Reeves 
at his peak, crushing on Diane Keaton is such a laughable joke. And that's how you know this movie is made for middle-aged women. Well, isn't Jack Nicholson? Well, no. So, so, so what it is is Nicholson is dating her young daughter, who's played by Amanda Peet, who's like 22. Oh, and right. And he thinks, of course, that, you know, he's a pig for doing that. So then later, Keanu comes in as a doctor because Nicholson's character has like a, you know, a passes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Keanu Reeves, who's, you know, very good looking in this movie, starts hitting on Diane Keenan, wants to go on a date and wants to have a, re- a romantic relationship with her. And we're, we're supposed oh. to believe that a hot mid-30s doctor is going to want to date with a late 40s Diane Keaton. Come on, please. Yeah, you would think that I never even saw this movie the way you just described the plot. I mean, geez, I I totally forgot the plot. I just knew that she was in it with Jack Nicholson and they do end up together, don't they? Of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. I think most people, when they say Keaton, like you don't understand Keaton, they'll say, what about Annie Hall? Because that is she's great. She's 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 good in those Woody Allen films, but I just don't see how how she's attractive to people, you know, as far as the men and the women. I don't see her as being that much of an actress, really. Well, I mean, for our generation, she was always old. I think if you look back at when she was young in her 70s in the Godfather movies. The first two. Oh yeah, was, right. Um, she she was, is young looking, but she was not, even involved with Al Pacino in real life. So. Yeah, but oh. it's not a hot take to 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 say that she's not good in that movie in those movies because a lot of people think she's the weak link in the Godfather movies, or at okay. least if not her, then then the uh, the character. I think her name's May, right? The Pacino's Michael Corleone's uh, wife. I think her name. I'm is not May. sure about that. But yeah. do but you agree she, with that? She's overrated. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Okay, cool. Because she's my number one overrated actress. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, so my number one, I have to go back and do it too because I I do want to make sure I have five. My number one is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Please, Vin Diesel. Look, he's got a small role in Saving Private Ryan where he's decent. He gets killed early on. No spoiler alert. He's in Boiler Room. He's all right. It's a good movie, right? He's all right in that. Then he just stumbles upon Fast and the Furious with Walker. And it just happens to be that that movie ends up spawning nine sequels. And he's already admitted there's going to be two more. So, and then, you know, he did Triple X and all very lucky. He's very lucky. And he's he's got one gear, right? He's like, when he was younger, it's like, okay, you could pull off the kind of hunky, charismatic Guido that he is in (laughs) early movies. But the dude's got no talent, no range. And like in the later Fast movies, he's got to do some dramatic scenes where he's got a long monologue and we're supposed to get all teary-eyed. Please. Yeah, we, we were talking about these Fast and Furious movies. I mean, gosh, this franchise just has taken off and there's no talent. There's no talent in Jordana Brewster. There's no talent in Michelle Rodriguez. There's just, and Paul Walker was the only one. What Tyrese? <laughs> anti race is okay, but yeah, but Paul Walker was the true loss of that franchise. Well, you know, I'm not going to say that Paul Walker was some master thespian, but you know, he was nice on the eyes. He was nice to look at, but he was also a decent actor, I think. Um, and they're actually they actually got his brother to do CGI, you know, to kind of be like Paul Walker a little bit. 
Well, yeah. I know Diesel's been paid a lot to keep doing these movies, and they can't yeah. do without Dom. You know, without Dom in the movies, and he knows that, so he's going to demand a lot, like tens of millions of dollars, to do these fast movies. And this last one isn't doing as well as the previous ones. I think Fast Seven was considered the last great one. That's where Paul Walker was. Mm -hmm. And um, but they're still going to keep looking these out because there's a certain group of people, a certain demographic that loves these movies. They do well internationally. And yeah. they're probably going to do at least two more. And it's like, what? And then, and I think this is why they got to bring in outside talent like Charlize Theron, like Helen Mirren, like Gal Gadot, like every movie they bring Yeah, up. how do they do that? How well, do because they these movies them? make a lot, of, a lot of eyeballs see these movies and it mm -hmm. behooves these actors to be in it because... yeah. It's not like there's a lot of good roles for for good actors that are not in like previous. And they're movies. all women, so it's it's like satisfying the Me Too movement. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, my number two, I, I'll just do one off the top of my head, thinking of Fast Five. Jason Statham. Don't I don't. Oh yeah, I saw him in a lot of different fifties lists, over fifties lists, and I do agree that he's. He's a bit overrated, yeah, but he, he he at least just sticks to his genre, which is action, thriller, or whatever action. I will give. So I can't say for whether or not he's overrated as an action star. Do you think he's overrated as an action star? I think you're right. He just sticks to his lane. You know, he does the Expendables. He does the Fast movie. He's, right. What's the one where his heartbeat can't go under sixty? A hundred. I don't know. Can't go. Can't go over. Uh, under. 60 beats a minute and so i can't remember the name of that movie but i'll, I'll give Statham this credit he 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 sports the baldness very well and you guys have seen my picture on the facebook page i am bald so he is part of the bald brigade so i'll give him credit for that and most importantly his wife rosie what was her name rosie Huntington. rosie huntington white oh my god she is yeah. just drop dead gorgeous that woman she is. and she's like she 20 is. years younger than him and just beautiful. So Statham, I want to give you credit. I, I don't want to shame your name by putting you in this top 10, but I'm scrambling to think of somebody else. And look, to hey, but what, what about Statham in that movie with uh, Madonna's ex-husband, Guy Ritchie? Yeah. And I think Brad Pitt's in it too. What, what's that movie called? Snatch. Snatch. He's good in Snatch. Well, look, it's hard for me to come up with this list because I can't include Keanu, Reese Witherspoon, J-Lo, Paul Tro, Hanks, Paul Rudd, Jason Bateman, and others that I've already included in The Emperor Has No Clothes. And some of you might be like, well, Gregory, you're so hard on these iconic movie stars. Well, look, they're not. Look, I have an episode here. The difference between a leading man and a, or leading woman and a chameleon. See, Bale, Fassbender. DiCaprio to yeah, a You have totally overrated Fassbender. Okay, all right. But you know, I disagree with you. But these guys are chameleons. They're like actual versatile actors. And if you look at a lot of the leading men, the leading men are leading men because I they're bland. Like, uh, let's just throw in Tom Hanks. I'll make Tom Hanks my number two because, because Tom Hanks is exceedingly overrated. I have a standalone episode on that. But just to remind people, what 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 does Hanks bring to a movie? He's Hanks in every movie. And then when he tries to do an accent, like in the terminal, like in the Elvis movie, he's horrifically bad. The guy just doesn't have range. And I think he represents this Frank Capra-esque America. So middle America, flyover country loves him. But I just, 
think he lacks a lot of talent. And when I watch him in movies, even at his peak back in the day, I, I don't see it. He was good in the in the TV show that he was in. Bosom Buddies. Which one? Bosom Buddies, where he pretends yeah, to be. Yeah, Bosom Buddies. He was All right, look. He's look. Peter Scolari. Yeah. Okay, League of Their Own. And, you know, whatever. Sleepless in Seattle. I have uh, my top five favorite romantic comedies. I, I have, I mentioned Sleepless in Seattle, iconic movie. How much of that movie is iconic because of Hanks? I it's think not really iconic. And more Meg Ryan. I don't think it's very iconic. It's not like uh, when Harry met Sally. That's iconic. I think more people like Sleepless in Seattle than. Oh, bull, bull crap. Uh, everybody remembers every line from When Harry Met Sally practically. And that's a great okay. movie with okay. Billy Crystal. You sure. Know? sure. You look at Save a Private Ryan, you look at uh, Apollo 13, Catch Me If You Can, No Range. He's yeah. him. I know. I agree with you. I, I hate Forrest Gump. You know, so Philadelphia, I can tolerate, but no, not Forrest Gump. No. All right. But you know what? I don't agree with you at all about Keanu Reeves. I think he's just rated. I think he's he does show some range in his comedy and in his action star movies. And and his, you know, even his sci-fi action star movies, too. I think he's great. I don't Keanu, think... Keanu is smart in that he knows what he's good at. Yeah. He's laconic. He's mm -hmm. laconic. And he's mysterious. Right. He's, he's, he's always got that going for him. And I don't think he's overrated. Well, so. I think he is. Because if you can only do laconic and mysterious, which is what he is in Matrix, what he is in the John Wick movies... He's got no range. He's not like yeah, but what about Bill and Ted? Case, case Bill, Bill and Ted. I mean, look, any stoner who's high can do Bill and Ted. Here's my case in point: of Keanu's overrated. Two words. Uh, you know what? Four words and two words. You ready? Dangerous liaisons. Much ado about nothing. Case closed. He's okay in dangerous liaisons. Oh my god, he is horrible. He's not. He, he, he has chemistry like, with Luma Thurman. He has chemistry. Oh my God. Anytime he tries to do anything British, period movies, he is outclassed. He is horrible in that movie. Horrible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's good at his as a comedian and he's good in drama and he's good what, in what, action. What comedy has he done aside from Bill and Ted's? And he plays a stoner. We could all play stoners. Pretty much Bill and Ted's. But you know what? He is so good in speed. You cannot take away from he's charismatic him. and speed. Yes. Yeah, he's a great romantic lead for Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, for Sandy yeah, Bullock. That's so, yeah, I think I think that he's he's just rated. I don't think yeah. he's overrated. Okay. And he's well, he's I, he's made a, a niche for himself in Hollywood. And and I don't think that there's anything wrong with the way he acts. Really. Okay. About so, that. Let's say that Keanu, you can no longer do any. Matrix movies, because you know we, he just did one last year, and no more John Wick, and you can't resurrect Point Break, or any of the movies where you're, you're laconic and mysterious. What kind of career is he going to have going forward? Yeah, you know but he's he's done his romance movies with Sandy Bullock. 
He's done the lake house with her. He's, you Which know, was he's a bad movie. Speed. Okay. So you yeah, think I didn't think it was so bad, but you know what? I think that speed is just really the, the, the movie for him. Okay, so he's gonna bring back speed because in my premise, no, if, because if he, he loved that any movie. of those previous IPs, Keanu has no future in Hollywood because that's all he does well. That's all he yes, does no, well. You'd be surprised. You know, I think he'll just keep he'll keep chugging. He's gonna keep chugging. Even after John Wick, so well, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have roles, but I don't think he's going to succeed in any of those roles. He's been able to be in so many different franchises so so successfully. So I think he's just going to keep cranking out those franchises. Well, you know what? He can resurrect Constantine because, you know, in Constantine, it's the same thing, laconic and mysterious. That's all he knows. Yeah, I heard that, that all might he be a sequel to that. Knows. You know what else he knows, May? How to have an incomplete beard. Every time I look at that dude, I'm like, <laughs> shave your beard because you have an incomplete beard. And guys, oh I have gosh. a beard. You know that. I'm like, okay, guys, if you can't grow a full beard, it's best not to have it. Just do the 90s goatee. Do a mustache if you want to. But Keanu cannot grow a full beard. Keanu, just shave it. Okay? Don't make fun of him. <laughs> I love Keanu, but I think he's overrated. He's not. All right, mate. Any honorable mentions in the last couple of minutes here? No, but I do agree with you about Vin Diesel. Yeah. Which and I, I would have put him on there, but no. Okay, I so think. in episode part one, I mentioned how I had Adam Sandler. I'll give away one of the five that I mentioned in that one. Is Sandler less talented than, than Diesel or more talented? Sandler's more talented for okay. sure. He, he has his Oscar nominations. All right. Yeah. Well, May, I appreciate you coming on as always for our Wednesday get togethers, our tete tets. Right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, Gregory. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. And yeah, and Edward Norton's the husband. So. She has an affair with him. Right, right. Later on in the movie, there is a, a plague and all these things, but um, that's a, that's a great period movie. That it, it is. It's a good. It's a great movie, actually, and it's very well cast. And I think that's how they met, actually, in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought they were a great couple too. I was upset to hear that they broke up. So. Yeah, <laughs> their kids are going to be gorgeous, right? You think about just yeah. how, how good looking both of them are. Right. All right, so let's review. Why don't you go first? Okay, so my number 10 was Rosamund Pike. Number nine was Mia Wasikowska. Whatever her Wasikowski. Uh -huh. Number eight, Gary Oldman. Number seven, Edward Norton. And number six, Kevin Costner. All right, so mine are... Number 10 was... Jennifer Connelly. Number nine was Ewan McGregor. Number eight was John C. Riley. Seven was Rose Byrne. And six is Lee Schreiber. All right, we have less than a minute. May, I appreciate you coming on. And then, of course, yeah. the next one we do together will be one through five. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, take care. You too, Gregory. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time. <laughs>